Good news, good news, chariots are coming. Good news, good news, chariots are coming. Good news, good news, chariots are coming, and I don't want to leave me behind. Good morning. This is Pastor Enroy G. Ferguson of the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh Day Adventists, and this is your program, A Word from Heaven. Good news, chariots are coming. Good this morning, I want to read to you from Philippians, Philippians 4, verse 13. And I read, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I want to speak to you this morning on the theme, Thinking Big. We thank Thee for the challenges of life. We thank Thee for giving us dreams and hopes and ambitions, for giving us the ability to think big. Help us to aim at big things, Lord. Help us to dream big dreams. And then at the end of it, help us to succeed. In Jesus' name, amen. You notice the song that we used was Seek ye first the kingdom of God. When you start with a big dream, it's important that you start right. And when you start with God, you usually start right. If you ignore your creator, you cannot be right. And so, when you start with God, you begin to think of the great things that you can do. I want to ask the question at this time. What is thinking big? I think it is basically using whatever God blesses you with, whether it be time, talent, ability to sing, run, speak, and using those talents to make a success. I think about Bill Cosby, an extremely intelligent gentleman with a doctorate in education. He's a film star. I want you to understand that. He was rich when he went to complete his studies. Although I do not know him personally, I consider him an individual with tremendous insight into what is f funny. Dr. Ben Carson, in the book Thinking Big, speaks of him, and this is what he says. I think the ability to extract humor out of situations was an ability he recognized in himself early. Even though he has an academic background, it is as if he decided, this is something I am so good at that I'm going to make a career out of looking for humor. He has become one of the world's 
premier comedians because of that. I admire the fact that in the midst of his faith, Bill Cosby has not forgotten about other people. He emphasizes the need for education. He has become involved in several educational programs and donates his time and money to encouraging young people. He's not urging them to become entertainers, but to develop themselves intellectually. It takes intellectual development to design an effective counter to defeat a team that is beating your team. Whether the game you play is football, basketball, cricket, baseball, or some other game. You not only need it in sport, you also need it in politics, business, law, and everyday life. Martin Luther King used to say that a man that finds himself behind in a race must run faster than those before him or else forever remain behind. But life is more complicated than a simple race. And so you have to analyze why the other team is beating your team. You have to analyze their play to pick up their weaknesses and to see where you can interfere with the flow and momentum of their game and then mentally synthesize or compose a play that will confuse, discombobulate, and distress them. It takes thought. It takes strategy. It takes planning, and it takes intellectual development. My biggest gripe against people in sports and entertainment is that they do not, for the most part, try to emphasize intellectual development. I've heard many of them interviewed. The message that so often comes across goes something like this. I did it this way, and you can do it too. Or, sometimes it has a boastful ring that implies if you were as good as I am, you'd be famous too. Unfortunately, that's just not true. When we consider someone becoming an NBA basketball star, you are looking at odds of seven young people out of at least a million who make it to the NBA as starters. Even once they make it, we are still looking at an average career span of only two and a half to five years, the average of all professional sports. It saddens me, says Dr. Carson, to see the effort youngsters put into shooting baskets all day and night, hoping to get to the NBA. What the NBA stars do not say is, yes, I have lots of talent. But I also happened to be in the right place at the right time, having the right people to help me. Somehow I managed to make connections with the right people, and I have been incredibly lucky. I have been favored. People have been pushed aside to facilitate me. Some sometimes who were as good as I was, or even better, were pushed aside. Somehow I was favored for various reasons. Much of what has happened to make me famous didn't have much to do with my talent. I would want to repeat that. And it's not just true about basketball, it's true about so many areas of life. Many more people could play in the NBA if they had the same breaks. But who can guarantee equal opportunity breaks in life? Yes, we can do something meaningful and positive for ourselves if we seek to develop every part of ourselves, especially our intellectual abilities and our God-given talents. This is one way we can also learn to make our own breaks. Months ago, said Dr. Carson, I read a, a book called Green Power, a self-published autobiography of a man from Birmingham, Alabama, 
called A.G. Gaston. Now, this A.G. Gaston had recognized his talent for business while he was quite young. In the 1920s, Gaston started a black-owned burial insurance company because he saw so many young blacks treated unfairly. From a penniless beginning, he has become one of America's multimillionaires. When I met A.G. Gaston, I asked him, how did you become so rich, particularly as a black man in the South, a time when being black took away every opportunity? Not every opportunity, he answered. That's part of my philosophy. First, I saw a need. When I felt the deep-seated concern that people have about how they are going to bury themselves and their loved ones, I decided to do something about it. Gaston promised people that if they signed up and agreed to pay him 25 cents a week, their burial would be taken care of when they died. The quarter a week was not much. Although some died before they paid enough, expectedly other people paid more, much more. Gaston then took the profits and invested them. Eventually, A.G. Gaston realized that they needed a bank in Birmingham that extended loans to Negroes because none of those currently existing would give loans without exorbitant interest. Using the same philosophy of I saw needs and then filled them, he got busy, and after getting financial commitments from other black leaders, he opened a bank. This black man living in Dixie, in a prejudiced society that made no allowances for minorities or didn't try to give them a boost and did not do anything to equalize them with those who had more privileges, proved that talent still works. In the book Green Power, Gaston demonstrated that he has amassed vast sums of money, enabling him to do just about anything he has wanted to do and to go just about anywhere he has wanted to go. Because A.G. Gaston recognized his ability to make money, he was able to tell Dr. Carson it wasn't a matter of white power or black power, but it was green power. By that he meant he had used his God-given talent to earn money. With the wealth he earned, he was able to earn more wealth. Then more doors opened, which enabled him to create even more opportunities. He said, I quote the story of Gaston for several reasons. He never sought excuses. Like most young men of his age, he could so easily have felt sorry for himself. He could have given up or gone to work in a coal mine. Instead, he refused to surrender to all the excuses for failure. A.G. Gaston accepted his talent and used it. Number two, because he had the innate ability to amass wealth, he determined that no one or no barrier would stop him. And then thirdly, he developed his talent together with helping other people or while helping other people. This last point is crucial. A.G. Gaston did not look out only for himself in accumulating wealth. He tried to help others and succeeded also in doing so in helping himself. He began to move ahead when he saw needs around him and worked out ways to succeed while helping others. Whenever A.G. Gaston observed unscrupulous business leaders taking advantage of poor and ignorant blacks in Alabama, it only made him angry but angry and committed enough to do something to change conditions. I saw needs, Eddie, and I filled them.
I want to ask you now, what about you? Have you seen needs? Have you tried to fill them? Are you the equal of those who have done it in the past? What is in your hand? What is in your heart? What is in your mind? What is your dream? What have you done to make the world or Jamaica a better place? How can you lift up the people around you? I want to say to you, it's time for you to start to think big. For you to determine to make a difference. Get up, lift up yourself and go and help to make Jamaica and the world a better place. Father, you know we have all in Jamaica been born in the midst of difficulties and problems. But Lord, you have given us strength to fight. Help us to keep on fighting, keep on walking, no matter what storms life presents. And help us to succeed. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Henry G. Ferguson of the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. This has been your program, A Word from Heaven. I say to you this morning, the world is before you. By thinking big, you can make a difference. Go out, think big. You are a Jamaican, a product of slavery and hard work. It has been hard before, but hard times make hard men. Go forward, you are equal to any struggle.